0: Hey, everybody out in Heart and Hustle land, visionary healers, movers, and shakers. And I am your tribal hostess. I am Paulette rees Denis, your movement motivator, bringing you bits of inspiration and wonder and awe and all good magical things happening around the globe. And I'm so happy to share other people's journeys and what they're bringing to the world and what they're bringing to you and making the world a better place, a brighter place, a more magical place. And Tangia (laughs) is here with us today. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm excited to get to know more about her just as much as I'm excited to share her with you.
1: (laughs) How are you, darling? I'm great, Paulette. Thanks for having me on today.
0: Oh, yay. So um, we've just had a backstage long discussion about names <laughs> because she has a really beautiful, will you just say your one long name?
1: My, my one long name, my my full given name is Tangia Renee Alawaji Estrada. Ah,
0: is that gorgeous? <laughs> That's so beautiful. So beautiful. But we'll just call her Tangia. <laughs> her Bye. website is Tangia Renee and I'll give you all the links for that later. But right now we're just going to have this groovy conversation. And so, so Tangia, you do, you, you're multi-passionate. Definitely. You do lots of things. So your, your website says you're a consultant, um, a PR strategist. I love it. A podcaster and a wellness professional, which, you know, yep. I'm all about that. Healthy eating. So, so I know you have this great backstory about how you got to where you are today. So let's, can you want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Sure. Um, So I I feel like, you know, it really starts as a kid. I was a really active kid and did a lot of stuff. I came from a very athletic and active family. Um, So there were no, it was just very like normal, a lot of sports, a lot of, you know, family runs and that kind of thing. My mom was an aerobics instructor in like the (laughs) the early late 80s, early 90s when I was a kid. Um, So I always had an eye towards overall wellness and self-care, although we didn't have that language yet. Um, It was just sort of there in the background, a lot of home-cooked meals, that kind of stuff. Um, Went on to college, gained the freshman 15, never lost it, um, and just sort of went about my life. You know, like a lot of people, you might be a very active kid or an athlete, and you get into college, and that goes away. Um, And it definitely went away from me. And you just are living a different kind of lifestyle that is filled with parties and $1 pizzas because it's cheap. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
2: gotcha. Gotcha.
1: (laughs) That's what you can afford is, you know, the dollar slice pizza on campus and you're broke. Um, And then beer on the weekends and not a whole lot of physical activity. Mm -hmm. uh, Because between class and work and internships, that's, that's a little hard to pull off. And so I did definitely gain that fit, freshman 15. And then I just started checking the boxes in my life. You know, I got a degree in political science, I went into public policy and politics. Um, and it's a, a high pressure career. Um, you are at times working 70 plus hours per week, definitely no time for yourself. Um, there's you know food is an afterthought and it's the quickest thing that you could possibly eat you're usually like grabbing something quick on your way to a meeting <laughs> you're, like there's a lot of coffee and donuts happening oh my
0: god it's, it's such a nightmare yeah.
1: there's a lot of alcohol happening in that profession because there's a lot of networking happy hours a lot of banquets a lot of a lot of very social stuff and, you know, a lot of deals and things are, are made over drinks. That's, that's where you go to meet people. You don't meet them at the park. <laughs> you meet them at a bar. <laughs> so, so there was that. Um, and then, you know, so I was gradually gaining weight in my adult life, not feeling great about myself, but constantly putting myself on the back burner. You know, did the whole thing, checked that box, got a career, got a better job, check got married check got a house check (laughs) went to graduate school check and then in graduate school when I was getting my master's degree is when my health really started to get out of control Um, I had kind of reached the tipping point
2: Mm
1: -hmm. and reaching the tipping point wasn't enough I just went ahead and fell off the cliff (laughs) (laughs) and things rapidly started getting worse Um, while I was in graduate school and right after I graduated because then I was by that time I was doing full-blown campaigns like as a state director um, and running campaigns and it's definitely it's it's high-octane adrenaline type of career Um, you're you have to raise massive amounts of money you have to achieve big things on small budgets uh, with skeleton crew teams, um, and so it's it's great for a time because it's high adrenaline, and there you know there's a lot of drama and there's a lot of stuff happening, and and it feels so so important, but you could only do that so long before you burn out,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and I just started to crash and burn at a certain point, and it all came to a head in about 2013. There was a series of personal events. Um That really rocked me personally, and i didn't have a strong enough foundation um, on my own to be able to withstand those without really falling into a deep, dark hole um, and I fell into a deep, dark hole, and you know along the way there were there were physical manifestations of my stress and my all the emotions that I was experiencing, the fear that the disappointments, the anger, all of the things that were happening. um, And I was not paying attention at all. Not only was I not paying attention, I had no, I really had completely lost all connection with my body. And so things would happen and I wouldn't understand why. And I didn't have time to deal with it. So I just ignored it. You know, it started as headaches and the and for me, headaches are a, a, a trigger Um, They're a warning sign. If I start to get headaches, like more than very once in a while, then something is off. Mm -hmm. And I need to fix that. But the headaches were starting and they were getting more and more frequent. And then before I knew it, I was experiencing chronic debilitating migraines, like the kind of migraines where your vision, like your vision goes away, where you're sick for three days afterwards, where you just have that residual Thing, um, I was experiencing hives. I was breaking out in hives on my hands um, and upper, like my forearms. Um, it, insane insomnia. Um, and meanwhile, you're
0: just, you're just cruising through all that stuff. Um, right? Yeah,
1: I'm just punching through it because this all hit at a time when I was in the middle of a campaign. Um, I did not have time for it. Like you don't drop out in the middle of a campaign. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. I was in the middle of co-founding a nonprofit organization. Um, I was, because of everything that I was doing, there were challenges in my marriage because I had a husband that never saw me. (laughs) Never saw me, like rarely. Um, There was some, a a lot of really difficult things just happening within my family. Um, Just like life stuff that was going on that, really needed my attention and support. And so I was struggling with how to do that. Um, it was just a mess. It was it was all a mess.
0: <laughs> right. Well I, I can relate to that incredibly. And it's when you're young, you're so invincible and you can rule the world and you can be superwoman and and it I mean there's so much excitement. There's so much adrenaline like you said.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and then bam, right?
1: Yeah, I totally fell off the cliff and everything in my life just started to fall apart. You know, all this time I'm going to doctors because that's what you do. And they don't they're like, there's nothing wrong with you. I mean, other than you're overweight, you you could probably work out, eat a little healthier, you would be your your health would be perfect if you just lost a little weight. So there's that internalized shame of uh, being overweight. And I should mention that at my heaviest, so at this time. I was at about 240 pounds, which for a five, seven w- woman is, it's just too much.
2: Um,
1: I was definitely obese and I was experiencing like, you know, my knees were hurting, that kind of thing. I had a lot of gastrointestinal issues. Um, be- and it, it wasn't because I was eating too much. It was, I actually hardly ever ate. But when we went, I would go to the doctor. That was the message they would send me is that, well, you eat too much. Um, and the, the reality was, is I maybe ate once a day and not even a full meal. Like really, I would get to an early morning meeting, meeting, there would be coffee and bagels or coffee and donuts. And that's what I would eat. And I lived on coffee all day long. And then I would get to the happy hour and I would have a couple of beers. And that was it. <laughs> that was my nutrition. That's why I felt sick because I was devoid nutritionally of everything that my body needed. Mm-hmm. So I had that internalized shame of being a bigger woman and not knowing what to do with that and not being comfortable in my body, being completely disconnected from it. And at a certain point, things are going to start to fall apart and everything started to fall apart. Um, I didn't have any friends anymore. I was really struggling to keep up with the pace at work. Um, I was having extreme panic attacks at really inconvenient moments when I couldn't even at this point I couldn't even predict what would trigger them. I didn't know what would trigger them because they were becoming more and more frequent. And it was really just, it was everything piled on top of everything and and my brain and my body were reacting to everything that was happening. And um, I ended up having a falling out with my business partners. My marriage was on the brink. And I was just tired. I was so, so tired. Um, All this time, you know, again, I mentioned my brother, my family's athletes, I have a a large family, several of my brothers were also competing in bodybuilding. And so I always went to their shows to support to the competitions, and secretly always wanted to do it. um, But didn't have the guts. I mean, really, my my self confidence was in the toilet. It's, It was horrible at this point in my life. And one of the last times that I went to one of my brother's competitions, um, was at one of, like, it was at this time when everything in my life was just falling apart. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was sitting in the back of the room, the very last row in the back of the room, just trying to be unseen. Um, because that's what you do when you feel shame about your body is you try not to get noticed um, so I was sitting in the very back and my other brother was sitting next to me and my husband was sitting next to me and I was watching the fifth female athletes and being envious of them. And my brother kind of nudged me with <laughs> his elbow and he goes, you are way tougher than all of these chicks. If you wanted to do this, you could do it. And I didn't respond. I just looked at him. And then, you know, a few minutes later, my husband kind of leaned over and he was like, he's right. And he left it alone. And they both just left it alone. (laughs) And they kind of, they kind of dropped it in there. And it was just this moment when I was so sick of myself. I was so ready for a change and I was so sick of being on the diet yo-yo, because I was the classic yo-yo dieter. If a diet had a commercial, palette, I, <laughs> I did it. I did it. I done them all. Not them
0: worked, right? Not, no, worked.
1: not one of them worked. And I didn't realize at that time in my life that actually they're designed that way. And the messaging around them is designed to keep you coming back, to keep spending more money with them. I didn't have that level of awareness yet. <sighs> And so I felt like a a failure at all of these things. Like it wasn't possible for me. Um, And I was just sick of feeling that way. I was done. And I I realized that I had a choice to make that I could keep doing what I was doing and continue to watch everything fall apart and continue to feel shameful of myself. Mm. Or I could take action and just like, try it. Like what if I just did went all in, this one time and just see what happens. And um, that was an eye opening internal conversation I had with myself because I am an all in kind of a person. I, I'm not one to half ass things. If I do something, if I decide to do it, I'm going to do it with all of me. Right.
2: Um, and I had
1: never really committed to doing something for myself like this before.
0: And you know, I think um, I, I know so many women, and, and some men too, but mostly women, because that's who I work with, um, who have been in that place. And it can totally relate to what you're talking about. And I can remember, I remember, and I've talked about this before, but just on a small, a small scale about, you know, I don't like to do things half-assed. I don't like to not walk my talk. Mm-hmm. You know? And I can remember going to uh, cause I love to try different things at my gym and whatever. And I went to a different kind of dance class and I stood in the back and I was like, Hmm, Oh yeah. Okay. Show me something. I don't know. It's <laughs> like, who the fuck are you, Paulette? <laughs> you know, what makes you so freaking high and mighty? Just do it and go and do it. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't like it, you'll know you don't like it. Right. But don't sit here and judge it. Right. I mean, you either do it or you don't no half ass stuff. So I mean, yeah, totally relate it's,
1: to that. It's a choice, right? You have to decide to do it. And you have to decide to let go of your pride around things, the, the, mm-hmm. um, the perception that you want to create for other people about yourself. You have to be, if you want to be good at anything, you have to let that go. Because if you're going to be good at anything, you're going to be really bad at it first. <laughs> <laughs> Damn Just it. the way it works. And, you know, I, I, part of why it took me so long to get there was I had been an athlete my whole life. I played sports. I had a, a foundation of, of good health, um, but really I didn't know what I didn't know. And your body changes over time, especially as a woman, you know, at every stage of life you're dealing with different things hormonally. And life just throws things at you that you may or may not be prepared to handle. And so you have to take them in time and you have to learn, you know, who you are at each stage and roll with it in that way. And it had all just come to a head for me. And so I decided not really that day, but it, in that moment, I was seeing all of these things. I was having that like moment of clarity. <laughs> so we go through the competition. My brother you know, gets his trophy, and um, after you do a fitness competition of any kind, a lot of people, depending on whether or not they're competing again immediately or not, will have like a party and it's a celebration of everything that you've just been through and you know eat whatever you want like go hog wild because you've been restricting for 12 weeks or 8 weeks or whatever it is and so that weekend you know a couple of days later we had a a barbecue for my brother and of course all of his bodybuilder friends come with all of their really fit girlfriends and i was like oh. <laughs> and well you know we're at the reservoir with the bow and everybody's got their bikinis on and and as usual I'm trying to hide and um my brother's sitting there with one of his friends who's a coach a fitness coach and he was like look if you want to do it my friend will take you on right now like just 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 say yes and we'll we'll get you started and I was like okay here's the moment of truth (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> am I going to do it or am I not going to do it? And I just, I just said, yes. And so within a couple of days, you know, I met with my new coach. We had a plan. Um, he said, what's your goal? What do you want to achieve? In what amount of time? And I said, in six months, I want to compete in figure, which is the category for for women that I compete in. And so I want to lose all this weight in six months, and I'm going to stand on that stage, whatever it takes, come hell or hell of water. And he kind of was like, okay. I mean, he didn't discourage me. Um, he had a little bit of skepticism in his face um, because he understood what, that it was doable, that I could really do. it. But he also understood what my life was going to look like and how drastically I was going to have to really change everything. And it's really tough to do. Most people won't do it. Um, So he was like, okay, (laughs) that's what you want to do. That's what we'll do. So, you know, he put together a plan for me and we just started working. Um, And in that six months, I reached that goal. I lost all of the weight. I had to lose to compete. I had to lose a little over 75 pounds, um, right about 75 pounds to be stage ready, got up there, won my category.
0: Yeah, girl.
1: And that was That was all she wrote. It just kind of, it changed my entire life. It changed my entire perspective. And um, I left my career in politics. (laughs) 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 Uh, Because when you're going through a transformation, any kind of transformation, it will reveal some things about you. Um, And I realized that one of the troubles I had in that career was that it really wasn't meant for me. Um, one of the realizations i had is that i was going through life checking boxes right cuz right. that's what you're supposed to do i was just doing what i thought i was supposed to do and i wasn't really being led by passion
2: yeah.
1: or what really moves me and i didn't as hard as i worked i didn't feel 100% connected to that work i was always just like i got to make it to the end of this campaign and then i'll go do what next thing inspires me you know I'll go do the next thing and I, I was always trying out different things like different campaigns different this different jobs and never really finding anything that clicked in a very meaningful way mm-hmm. um so I left and I mean it wasn't easy to leave there was there was a major falling out that happened there was there was a lot of stuff that went down and I was kind of puttering around the gym a lot because by this time I had gotten certified just for my own information I wanted to be a better athlete and people thought I worked at the gym because I was there so much so they would come up and ask me for help and I would be like oh yeah and and I would help them out and I was having a great time I was like having a blast and then yeah, at a certain point, I had to go back to work. I had to figure out what I was going to do. So I was really seriously kicking around the idea of going back to school and getting another master's degree. And what I didn't know, um, and my husband was the one that he looked at me and was like, what are you, why would you go back to school and take on debt to get another degree in something that you don't even know what you're going to do with it, when you can just Charge people for all of the things that you're giving them for free right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, see, this is why I like you so much. <laughs> <laughs> you have good ideas. Uh, but it just, until that moment, it didn't occur to me. I don't know why, it just didn't. And so.
0: Sometimes we need that outside vision. you <laughs> need to get smacked upside the
1: head. <laughs> yeah and I guess I needed it because then I was like oh yeah I could just charge people for the things that I'm giving them for free and so that's what I did I just went back to those same people and I was like look I know you know that I don't work here but I am actually certified in all of this stuff and I'm opening up shops. so if you want to work with me I can work with you but I'm gonna have to charge and they were like Okay, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> and so immediately, I had a good number of clients to work with that were paying me, and so that that got me off the ground. Um, and I started out as your traditional personal trainer, like working with people in the gym, and it evolved from there. Realizing pretty quickly, because like you, I was working mostly with women, and it was women who had been going to the gym and saw me before. I had my health transformation and believed in me because I saw that I did it myself. And, and it wasn't a one-time thing for me. Like I really changed my entire life and this is how I live my life now. What I found though, after, you know, working with women for a year or so was they would sign up with me to have a personal training session and we would show up at the time to train together. And then we would spend the first 30 or 40 minutes of our time In the locker room because they wanted to unpack all of this stuff with me
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and you know they would we would talk through all of these situations in their life and then we would have like 20 minutes left to actually train and then finally you know some of my clients were like why don't we just they were like you know I can do the training part on my own can we just meet and deal with this other stuff (laughs) I was like yeah (laughs) we can do that (laughs) so (laughs) So it started to evolve into really just coaching and at this point i don 't do in person personal training anymore. Yeah. Um, all of my clients want the coaching aspect I, I am still able to do things like fitness plans. I still do nutritional planning with them um, that 's really a supplement to the to the support that that women are wanting and really needing mm-hmm. in this world and, and so we do a lot of the stress management. Um, helping them reconnect with their bodies, really helping them to respect and, and love their bodies. Um, getting healthy doesn't necessarily mean that you got to lose a ton of weight. I mean, in my case, it did mean that. Yeah. Um, but for most of the women that I work with, what we're talking about is how to break up with the internalized shame mm. that they feel around their body. And so, yes, we're doing all of the, the real time improving our relationship with food and and what you actually eat. And I do a custom meal plan for them that really fits their lifestyle. And if they're interested in working out, then I create a custom workout plan for them. But the real work is around changing the relationship with food, changing the relationship with your body. And at the end, yes. And at the end of the day, feeling great about yourself because you are worthy.
0: You know, and, because you know a, a, again as a dancer and i have women all over the world of all ages this particular style of dance of, of gypsy caravan tribal belly dance is really a dance for all women all ages and all sizes so i have large women i have little women i have tall women i have short women you know i have older women i have younger women and it's beautiful because it's beautiful on the body you know but it's the relationship with the body and mm-hmm. using your body as a tool when this is your creative process. Right. And so being aware, being connected, being in love with yourself, no matter where you are, but taking care of it, you know, yeah. whether you're 200 pounds or you're 125 pounds, yeah. you can still be fit. You can still be strong, Yeah. You know, I mean, there definitely is an obesity issue uh, when it comes to using your body. And I just lost you. There you are. I don't know what happened there. Um, um, And not settling for less. And I see that. You probably see that too. Um, It's like, oh, you know, I'm okay the way I am. Well, really, is that how you want to go through life? I want to feel freaking awesome. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I want to look great in my eye, in my eye. You know, everybody has their own vision of beauty. Right. Their own vision of who they ought to be, quote unquote, should be, how they feel. But feeling great is what you want to be.
1: Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, I'm all about it. I'm totally here for it.
2: Yeah, (laughs) right.
0: But you want to feel great and you want to be strong and you want to have your body work for you, not against you, right? You
1: know yeah, and I, th- I think that, you know, one thing that I, that I like to remind women of, and sometimes they're hearing it for the first time when I tell them is that it's not that there's something wrong with your body. If you're, if you don't fit, whatever the mainstream image of beauty is, most people don't. I certainly don't. Right. <laughs> Never going to plastic. Yeah. I'm... I'm never going to look like that and I'm I'm not not trying to, but I don't fit the, the mainstream idea of what beauty is or supposed to be. Um, and we, but we've never really been taught to how to connect with our body and what that means and why it matters, Mm -hmm. even through sports, even as a kid, I played sports You know, sports, you learn a lot of body awareness, but it's all in relationship to competition. It's all in relationship to win, get the win, push harder, get the win. Um, That's what sports teaches you. So there's, there's, although you do get that foundation of of body knowledge and connection and like movements. Mm -hmm. it's not really brought down to the granular level of what does it mean to have a healthy relationship with your body. And, And sometimes sports can actually cause the opposite impact, causing a really toxic relationship with your body. What we don't realize is that it's not that your body has a soul. It's that your soul has a body. And so everything that happens within you mentally and spiritually is housed in your body. But to take that a step further, you know, I've been working with someone that's, that's dealing with a lot of stress and a lot of grief right now. One thing, like if there's one thing every, anybody walks away with from this conversation and so I hope that they know is that. Your body is not intended to be the storage unit for all of the pain, fear, and stress that you feel in your life.
0: Oh, can we make like a bumper sticker <laughs> or a poster of <laughs> that? Oh, that was so good. Did you hear that, people? That is so good.
1: It's not That's- what it's for. It's not. What it is is that your soul has a body, and so sometimes the only way left to communicate with you to get your attention is going to be physically when things are not going as they should be. And what we do instead is we use our bodies as storage units Mm
2: -hmm.
1: to pull in all of the fear, anger, pain, grief that we have, and just let it sit there.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And so there are going to be physical manifestations of the exhaustion, pain, Mm -hmm. grief, and fear, that you're experiencing in your life and you need to have an outlet with, for it. You have to be able to experience it, which, and I'm like, it sucks, it's horrible. If you've not been experiencing that and then to open yourself up to start experiencing it so that you can start to release that stuff from yourself, it's not easy. I mean, <laughs> when I was going through it and I was starting to understand this, hell, I used to cry in the gym. Mm. people thought I was crazy. <laughs> I, I thought I was losing it because I was, I'm not really a crier. It's, I just don't cry very often. It's the least likely emotion.
0: Your body was releasing, right?
1: but my body was releasing and I didn't understand that in the beginning. So I would like just start to cry and I didn't understand what was happening. Cause I couldn't stop it. Like the one tear would start and it was out of control very quickly or else i felt like it was out of control and i couldn't stop it and i just had to let it go until it stopped and then it was like oh god like i could breathe i could take this breath Mm -hmm. um and what i didn't understand was at that time yet for me physical movement like the act of exercising the act of walking physically just being physical with my body is a release for me Mm -hmm. And because I hadn't done that in so many years, I had a lot of built up stuff that just was waiting like a dam to get out. And so the act of moving, like going to the gym and bringing myself to a place of physical exhaustion Mm -hmm. made all of the barriers go away because I was at that point physically too tired to hang on to it anymore. So I would get to a place where I was just physically exhausted because I was working so hard and the tears would just start. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I didn't understand that this was just my body releasing all of that stuff.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Cause as soon as that started happening, that release, that kind of forced release, I stopped having panic attacks. They just went away. Like they went, the headaches gone. Mm -hmm.
0: So I just, I'm just finished reading a book called, I think it's called The Great Pain Deception.
1: Mm-hmm. Have you read that? I haven't, no, but I'm going to put it on my reading list. Yeah,
0: it's, um, it's a, a, about a guy's story who just grew up and continued living into his 40s or whatever with serious, every freaking ailment you can have, mostly back pain.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I just went through a big serious back issue this last year and a half. Uh, and it was about just this it's about how we hold so much emotion and emotion's going to come out in a physical form
2: mm-hmm. you
0: know, a, a, a disease. And so many people are so quick to take drugs and go to the doctor and get you know a pain relief for this and a pain relief for this, and yet they're never they're never consulting what is the original issue. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was it was fascinating, and it, it hit me upside the head a few times too. It was like, oh, oh yeah, that.
1: Oh, that. yeah. <laughs> we just, unfortunately, in, in this in this modern society, there are not a lot of mechanisms to connect with your body and understand what that relationship could be like, and in a healthy relationship with your body, what that even looks like. Um, so when you're getting those signals, we don't have, all, mo- a lot of the time, most of us don't have the capacity to even hear them. Right. We just think pain, doctor, pill, and and we're doing what we think we're supposed to be doing. Um, and I'm not by any means telling people, like, don't listen to your doctors or don't go to the doctor. I go to the doctor, you guys. <laughs> like, that's
2: a whole other
1: conversation. That's a whole other thing. Like, I go to the doctor. Um but I think there are some things that you can do to reconnect with your body in a really healthy way so that you can maybe prevent getting to a stage where you are experiencing chronic pain. So, great.
0: Mean, so, so that takes me to my next question for you is what do you do on a daily basis to take care of yourself, to feed yourself?
1: Um, so the, the first thing is it's non-negotiable is I do something daily to take care of me. What that usually looks like is I get up in the morning. I'm not a morning person. I don't want to be talking to people in the morning. (laughs) I don't want to. It's not ideal for me. Um, So I protect my mornings. And my mornings are for me. And we're not talking like three hours a time. Like An hour of the morning is for me to get into the day, get into the right mindset. And so I get up. I, you know, I spend a little bit of time with my dog because he thinks I'm the greatest human that ever existed. So you that watching? feels good. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, so I hang out with him a little bit. Um, I have a cup of coffee because coffee genuinely is one of those things that makes me feel happiness. So I have a cup of coffee in the morning. I spend, you know, maybe five or 10 minutes just doing simple meditation. I'm not a big meditator, um, but I do very simple like breathing just to feel feel calm and at peace mentally and physically in my body. Um, And I, I do some morning cardio. So that might, if the weather's nice out, like in the summertime, I'll go for a jog. Um, Now because the weather is taking a turn for the cold.
0: Knowing where (laughs) she is. today. today. Colorado and it's
1: snowing. Snowing today. So on on a cold day, I'll, I'll either do some yoga in the morning or like run on the treadmill or something. Um, because again, movement is very important to me. I never skip breakfast after that's done. I get my breakfast. What do you and, have for breakfast? Uh, so I always, almost always do eggs. I'm a, I like protein. Um, I just feel better <laughs> because I'm a, I'm a weightlifter also. So protein is really important in my diet. So I usually do like couple scrambled eggs, a little things, a little bit of fruit. I like berries or grapes in the morning and some tea, like a green tea with my breakfast. And that's it. I keep it light. Sometimes I'll have a little bit of Greek yogurt with it. I don't like a heavy breakfast in the morning. I like something just to feel light and fueled throughout the day. And then I go about my day and I get done whatever needs to get done. Um, and I'm definitely in the gym lifting at least four days a week as well, in addition to that. And those those things are non-negotiable for me. They're just, they're not. They have to get done because if they don't get done, um, then I just feel discombobulated. I feel disconnected. I don't feel confident and secure and in control of me. So. They don't get moved around for anything.
0: I love, I love that. I love um, the non-negotiable. I'm totally on that page with you there. Because when you don't do those things, you just feel crappy. You just you know, mm-hmm. how else are you going to do all the things you love to do when you don't, you're not feeling good?
1: I mean, you can you can force yourself through it. That's what I used to do. But you're gonna crash I and burn. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm done with that. And so I don't do that anymore. And, you know, there's always more work to be done. I think that most of the work that we force into our days is not, it's not urgent. I mean, unless, unless lives are literally depending on what you do, then it's not urgent. And, you know, I do the best that I can with the time that I have available to me in the day. But, you know, and I feel stressed about not getting things done on my, on my to-do list as well. But I just try to remind myself that nobody's going to die. It's not urgent. <laughs> it's just, it's not urgent. And I, I didn't get it done today, but I'll do, I'll do my best tomorrow. And every day is about just doing my best. And just, you know, I try not to beat myself up too much. I mean, it's hard. It's hard. We live in, in a now, now, now world. Um, we, and right now the, the hustle rhetoric is really big everywhere. Just hustle harder. Um, but I think if we're not careful, the hustle can kill us. I think you can hustle smart. I think you can hustle efficiently. Um, but if you really want to hustle, well, you got to take care of yourself.
0: Absolutely. There you go. That's it <laughs> right there in <laughs> the, <and> the hustle. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Well, what a great, I mean, I think we could just talk like this forever. Uh, but we gotta wrap it up. So um, any any last words of advice or encouragement?
1: You know, I would just tell everyone, especially women that might be listening to this or watching this is that you deserve to feel incredible and powerful and sexy every day. And none of that has anything to do with your weight. It doesn't. Um, So do what you gotta do to get there and make it non-negotiable for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's Perfect. what I would tell you. Beautiful, I
2: love <laughs> it, I love it.
0: Well, Tangia, thank you so much for sharing your time with me and with all of us. Um, it's so good, great, great stuff. You're doing great work in the world.
1: Thank you, thank you for, your, for having me on. It's, it's yeah. been a good experience, I appreciate it. Yeah.
0: And thank you everybody out in Heart and Hustle land. Again, I am Paulette rees your tribal hostess. Uh, Movement, momentum, and magic are the key to living a good, beautiful, big, happy, successful, joyful, healthy, prosperous life. (laughs) And that's what we want for all of you. So thanks for being here. Until next time, take good care of yourself.